Yeah, man. I'm here with Anthony on Instagram at Neat Shiny Owl. I've started every episode, all two episodes, by saying at first how I met a person that I'm having this conversation with. And I met you initially at the same place that I met Artissimo in the first show. The Gowns and Crowns. I can never say that properly. I feel like I it's the kind of thing you say properly the first time and then you start to question yourself. Mm, yeah. Like it was it gowns first or was it crowns first? Whatever. It was one of them. Somebody was dressed. Right. Right. <laughs> Every she was dressed well that day, I believe. Mm. That being said, that was where I first met you. Talked to you briefly, exchanged Instagrams like I did with everybody mm. that I met there. But very brief meeting. But upon that exchange of IGs start seeing your work and I'm like damn <laughs> that was really my response like damn I think I ended up messaging you like bro like I need to learn from you or some shit like I need to know what you're doing and how you're doing it but I meant that you know I mean it when I say something like that to somebody you know what I mean like I don't say things just to say it so that was how I met you. And then I started to say to myself that while I'm doing a show like this, I need to speak to you because I really want to understand what makes you do what you do. You know what I mean? First and foremost, though, there's the fact that you are a photographer, but you was doing it in another place and now you're doing it in a new place. Yeah. Can we can we talk about that? So um, uh, I'm originally from. Um, Harlem. I'm born, born and raised in Harlem, New York, mm-hmm. and it'll be about four years um, at the time of us having this conversation. Um, come August, that I've been living in DC. Um, mm, four and, years, yeah, and I love it out here. Uh, I know a lot of people are mm. very interested to know what my opinion is of the locale, and I'm oh, just yeah. like, <laughs> like that's that's prime time. I'm like, I don't like. I'm a very easy person to please. First of all, I'll start there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I really don't need much, you know? And I, growing up in a real congested city, I love New York. I'm never going to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's that's always going to be dope for me to like, to claim as part of like, you know, my history, my making. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, it's, for me right now, it's a wonderful place to visit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm really comfortable having a lot more room. I'm more comfortable with, for me, it feels like a lot more consistently clean air. You know what I mean? The people are like, you know, just like you, you in New York City, like you breathing in like juice. You don't know like what's going on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so uh, uh, I'm like, I'm content out here. Uh, and I started doing, I started doing photography um, like of my own mm-hmm. part time while I was living and working in New York. Mm-hmm. And um it started out of my love of people. Mm-hmm. I think people are amazing. Um, yeah. I, I have the conversation a lot with people, and I like to say, like, you know, um, the way I describe it is it's fascinating to me how you can have identical twins. Mm-hmm. And from a distance, you'll be like, you know, these two people might be the same person, but you get up close and you can see very clearly, like, we're paying attention yeah. how different those two people are. Yeah. And that's always been something that's fascinating to me. So, like, you know, when I was a kid, I used to draw people. I used to sketch mm-hmm. people all the time. And then as I got older, eventually that translated into, well, I like how cameras work. I think 
that this camera situation is cool. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can figure out how this camera works and then making that connection. Oh, snap, I can still enjoy people with the camera. And so I started um, wow. I started a portrait series um, and I called it Neat Shiny Folk. Mm-hmm. Um, it started under a different name mm-hmm. um, and with a Alice in Wonderland reference. Curious Her, in quote, was the name of the blog. Huh? So Alice in Wonderland, there's a, there's a line from the book mm-hmm. where um, Curious Her and Curious Her, right? Mm-hmm. And I took from that and made a blog called Curious Her, in quote. Mm-hmm. And what I would do is I would approach people in the street and I'd be like, hey, I think you look really cool. I'd like to take your portrait if that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people said yes. Um, started making business cards. I got a lot more yeses. And then um, Neat Shiny Owl was kind of like born at some point in that process. Um, and then I changed the name of the blog from Curious and Quote to Neat Shiny Folk to kind of mm-hmm. like differentiate what I was doing overall yeah. from that specific series mm-hmm. of portraits. And so I was doing that for like about four or five years or something like that. I need to see this. Yeah. If you, um, I mean, honestly, since you have my Instagram pulled up, all you got to do is like scroll back and you'll see like a style shift. You know what I mean? I, I shouldn't do that. Right yeah. Yeah. Now. No, no, no. Yeah. We, we can pull it up later. Right now. We can always pull it up right now. <laughs> but like, um, yeah. So I was doing that for a while. I was using Tumblr as a platform. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Tumblr. Tumblr's back dope. In the day, Tumblr like, back yeah. in the day. Tumblr now is still dope. You just gotta, you know. I don't. I haven't been on it in years. You gotta have to want to be there, like mm-hmm. with anything else. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I yeah. feel like the best Instagram accounts, people want to be on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some people are just like, you know, this is my face. Right. <laughs> that's that's wonderful. It's a, it's a nice face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you gotta want to be on Tumblr. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I was doing that for like about four or five years, and then I made my way out here. Um, and now I'm transitioning into that full-time mm-hmm. space of photography, yeah. focusing um, exclusively on fine art and portraiture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm catering chiefly to black and brown women, mm-hmm. but it, it always has been um, an increasingly black and brown people thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have my reasons for that, but you know. What, what is the difference though? Being a photographer, because I want to get into what you just said. Of course, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to talk about that a lot. Kind of can't get away from it because the people I guess. must know about <laughs> why that is your decision. Sure, but I want to speak on a real quick. Coming from New York, a yeah. place where opportunity is abound as far as being artistic, you mm-hmm. know, I. Or at least that's how we perceive it here as a Baltimorean. Like, mm. you know, plenty of people from here move to New York, Atlanta, L.A. to try to further their careers. Mm-mm-mm. What is it like doing the reverse of that where you're coming from this place where everybody's into something mm. to here where it's different? I think the timing is unique. Mm-hmm. Um, the timing being this mid-COVID situation, mm-hmm. um, but also this semi-early gentrification situation, as I'm understanding it from mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. people from the area are communicating to me, since mm-hmm. to a degree, I am also a gentrifier, even mm-hmm. though I'm also black. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, 
for me, I think you say that. I mean, I guess I am too. (laughs) (laughs) Because wait, you know, so you you claim yourself as a Baltimorean. I am a Baltimorean. I mean, I haven't gentrified in the sense of moving from another place into one of these new places. Uh I may be from here, but I've. I've really only been living in the gentrified areas. Okay, though. you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. I feel like I, I feel like you still because you were born and raised here, mm-hmm. so like it wouldn't necessarily count for you. Okay, you know what I mean. All right, I'm with that. Yeah, okay, like I'm not one. <laughs> <laughs> but like for me, it's like I like I'm not from here, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean. So like, I mean, obviously, I think there's like a, a bit of a ceiling for me to hit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if I'm going to speak, I guess, um, to the social science of it. You know, like because I'm a person of color and I'm because I'm not, you know, white or because I'm not from a a much more privileged economic class. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like so. But I'm seeing all those changes and I'm deciding that I want to be here because I need a change for my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and before I moved here, I was just excited about moving to Chocolate City. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because for yeah. me. I needed that New York City change. I wanted to also, um, I wanted to also get married and my wife, my now wife lives out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, those just, let me just be here because it makes sense. Because it was either move to Brooklyn, which I love Brooklyn, but I spent a lot of time in Brooklyn and they, they had no respect for people who had to go back to Harlem at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. That's not a short trip. Um, wow. uh, it was either move to Brooklyn, move to Philly or come out here. And I was like, Chocolate City's dope to me mm-hmm. every time I've come out here I've had a really good time and I've loved the way that I would see people who look like me yeah. out here mm-hmm. you know and it, it it might not necessarily be something that I think people really like pay much attention to mm-hmm. you know but it's like yeah are there there's mad black people in New York there's mad black people in Philly to me I was like there's something different about DC and I want to be in Chocolate City now when yeah. I got here you know the chocolate is kind of more relegated to chips than the whole cookie but you know what I'm saying like um, that's that's just what gentrification does you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying when I go back home now to New York and I'm going to like my old stomping grounds where I grew up that's new Columbia University territory it's very much like it's significantly more diverse now Yeah, you know like so the timing is unique and I think I'm bringing up all that to say like I'm not particularly thinking about being in the place of legend which is what i think you might be alluding to mm-hmm. you know like people going to new york to make it i still think that there is truth in that that you know if you can make it there you can make it anywhere kind of a thing mm-hmm. but it is an older legend you mm-hmm. know and newer legends we're seeing being made right now nobody saw covid coming that's not entirely true but nobody saw covid coming mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so for me i'm just like as long as i'm around who and what i want to photograph I'm going to make it work. If it means I got to travel to them, mm-hmm. then that's really not that big of a deal. You know? Well, that's... Man, I, I love the way that you put that. Um, I almost want to, like... I'm not even going to get... Because, like, I almost want to, like, take it and, like, say it again. But that's what the internet is for. True. I'm just going to take a clip of that and, <laughs> and you'll get to say it over and over again. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate for, that. For Thank people. you. But with that being said, this place of new legend man that was just a dope way that you put that so you are finding those people without a doubt that's what's up without a doubt i will it's say. obvious in watching your work or seeing what you're doing but like that was my that was what i was thinking 
when I asked the question, yeah. are you still able to do what you're trying to do? I'm definitely still able to do what I what I'm what I'm trying to do. I mm-hmm. do find that I do need to be more deliberate about it, mm-hmm. but it's not like taxing mm-hmm. on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the first time in a long time, because you know you get used to things. Mm-hmm. I think for the first time in a long time, I'm more deliberately looking at a much wider demographic in terms of diversity, right? Um, In terms of the aesthetic, like, yes, I wanted to show more black and brown skin tones Mm -hmm. just because, you know, like a lot of the people in my my generation, I grew up with a lot of Eurocentric influence. Yeah. You know? And it wasn't about being like, you know, the white man like it wasn't about that you know what i'm saying right yeah but i just i i enjoyed every single time that i did something that was really good mm-hmm. and seeing somebody be like i've never seen myself like this before mm-hmm. you know so like that's why i continue to do that out here i find that like okay there are a lot more asian american people that mm-hmm. I have immediate access to mm-hmm. that I, I wasn't really rock, walking in those circles when I was in New York City mm-hmm. even though I could have just hopped down to Chinatown mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying or even I can just could have hopped down to like um, what is it Little Korea I think I, w- I can't I wouldn't even I can't know. even remember the neighborhood's name right now. I feel bad <laughs> I feel terrible but like you know like I don't feel like there's something stopping me mm-hmm. from finding someone to photograph who is also happening to be black, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Who is also happening to be like a dark skinned whoever, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's not like a issue for me, Mm -hmm. but I do have to be a little bit more deliberate when I'm searching because I find out here, there are a lot more models at various places in their career. Mm. And this is the first time that I'm like consistently working with models. A lot of the work that I've like, built this brand this aesthetic on mm-hmm. I was just photographing people just I was for like, everyday people like me like you know I'm not a model like you know like I I make soap you know what I mean like you know like I'm a baker like you know what I'm saying like I was photographing those people you know and like, like separate from the context of whatever it is that they was doing like you know unless they were paying me but like you know mm-hmm. um, out here it's like oh I'm a model and that's so that's new for me Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of where some of the the intentionality comes from. You know what I mean? No. Well, I'll rewind like a little bit more again. Is it safe to say that you can recall a time hopping on Google mm-hmm. and searching for beauty? Yeah. And the results yield? What, like pretty women that are probably white? Okay. Um, that's transforming now. I'm elated for that. It's dope. I don't have to like try to find that anymore on Google, on Instagram, on Pinterest, oh, on Tumblr, okay. on Twitter, right? That's that's it's finally just starting to like be a little bit more real to what I see the world as, right? Uh-huh. Um if I search for model, it's still kind of like years back opening up Google and searching mm. beauty, right? Um because I recognize that it's a little easier for me to continue to put out the kind of content that I'm putting out 
by working with models, mm-hmm. I have to deliberately like do a little extra searching. I find oh. for models who happen to be black, you know. Okay, so let me rewind that back to another thing that you said to see if I, because now I'm like, okay, is that what you meant? Mm. So are you saying that where you were before, a person says, "Hey, I make soap or I bake," but they also happen to be black. Happen to be black. Mm-hmm. Where here, you have to find people that are in that model space that happen to be black because there's less of that. It's like I have to be very intentional about about choosing who I photograph. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, because if I'm trying to, if I'm trying to like illustrate whatever, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Like even one of my one of my most recent projects, like you know one of the characters that I used to influence like was a, is a black person like the character is black yeah. you know and I was like you know does it mean that I'm not going to photograph someone who's mm-hmm. white no it doesn't but for this character and for a lot of the characters that I would photograph nowadays it makes a lot more sense like just find someone who's black mm-hmm. because we've had a lot of conversations centering around you know why didn't they get a black person why didn't they get a brown person why didn't they get you know, um, a Latino American, Latinx American. Like, you know, why, why? Just get the person. <laughs> they out always here. Tripped me out. As they're well. they're like, out why, here. Why like, is this person being played by this person when it could just yeah. be the representation that? It so, like, I I have to be very intentional. Like, when I'm looking, if I'm like doing a project of my own, mm-hmm. I have to be very intentional about looking for that person and finding that person, mm-hmm. um, because it's very easy to just be like, oh, I need a model. Like no pun intended, but like you know what I'm right. saying like I like you you don't need to try for right. me, I find myself paying attention to that a lot more, you know, so I want to get into why what you're doing is important to you, but I also want to touch on something that you said and see if I can get your thoughts on this because I feel like in the era that we now live in. I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. It felt like America was going in one direction. Mm. And then it felt to me, although I don't want to get extremely political, that Trump won the election and mm. it felt like we started to go in a different direction. Mm. Because, and I'm just speaking on my own life. I'm about to be 34. And when I went to school, I went to school with, well, I started out in Baltimore. Mm. Everybody was black. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Not all the teachers, but my teachers, for somehow, some way, I got in a situation where all my teachers were black. My principal was black, so we sung like Lift Every Voice and Sing in the yeah. morning and shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we did a Nancy the Spider stuff. Nancy's a dope. Which I would never, like, when I saw that in like American Gods, I, I had forgot about Yo. that. And it, kicked in my mind I was like bro like how did I forget about Anansi mm-hmm. the Spider mm-hmm. that kind of shit I feel like I kind of came up with some black pride mm. and then I and I said this on when I had my conversation with Artissima I had a family probably not all of them but as far as my biggest influencers that never really connected black pride to anything white mm. and then I feel and I felt like with the kind of with desegregation no longer being lawful, although it's still a thing. I think sometimes it can just be natural. Mm. Like, for example, in 
here in Baltimore, you know, I don't know what your experience is in D.C. so far, but I, I know D.C. a little bit. There's naturally segregated places here. Oh, yeah. Where it's without like pockets doubt. of black, pockets of white. Yeah, without a doubt. And other things, and then pockets of black. And well, you see, you you see that in New York, just for context. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty sure you'll see it anywhere. But that's what I'm go saying. Ahead, continue, like that please. kind of that natural segregation. Yeah. But it felt like through music and mm. schools, you could meet some white friends, or some Asian friends, mm. some Latino friends, and we could mix up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it feels now that we're back to being in groups where mm. we fight each other a lot. We don't communicate with each other. We don't communicate with anybody who doesn't share opinions with us. And I feel like what, what, what makes that sad for me is that I feel like I run into more young black people who connect their blackness to whiteness. That's the way I look at it. Mm. Where, it's, where, where it seems that we can't celebrate black without talking about white people. Mm. And it feels like when I hear you speak, that you just want there to be a representation and 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 like that you just want to glorify what you want to glorify and it has no th nothing to do with how anybody else feels about it or trying to put throw it in the face of right. another group or anything like that am i right or am i wrong so or am i oversimplifying i don't, I don't know that you can oversimplify Mm -hmm. It's because there's too many layers. Yeah, there's, there's too many levels. You know, yeah, what I mean? feel like it was a lot of layers to what I just said. Even though it, not, but I feel like I feel seconds. like I feel like I'm I'm picking up pieces, and and you can correct me if like you know if if I'm misinterpreting anything that you're kind of asking me right now. But um, I I definitely understand what you mean about the immediate association of whiteness mm -hmm. when dealing with anything black mm -hmm. you know um for me specifically i will say that it's something that i have quite a bit more like i'm i grew up in a very mixed environment mm -hmm. i hung around with a lot of different cultures you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying i speak more than one language you know um for real i do I'm not gonna do it right now. No, I was. That's like when somebody's like, "I'm a comedian." It's like, "Tell me a joke." No, no, no. But you had the look on your face. I was always like, "I'm not gonna do it." You know what the look was? Me trying to guess what the other language was or language is. I'm just. Well, I speak Spanish. Okay. And I speak French. I wish that I spoke Spanish, and I wish that I spoke French too. It's never too late to start. It's never too late to start. It's it's not, but it's it's. You just gotta be serious about it. It's also never too late to be lazy. So. I tend to apply that. <laughs> you were mentioning laziness on your last on your last episode, and I just yeah. I found that funny. But like, I get it. Like, I bring that up to say, like, um, I've been in I've been in those pockets that you that you're mentioning mm -hmm. in my childhood. Mm -hmm. I've been in those pockets of blackness. Mm -hmm. You know, like I've had spaces mm -hmm. where like the blackness was a thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it was helpful because, you know, me, I just like, I like learning things. I like being exposed to things. I like learning about the world. So I was able to absorb that. You said a Nazi and I was like, I can remember learning about a Nazi for the first time. Yeah. Right. I remember going through, you know what I'm saying? Like, so 
in a lot of even my initial portrait series. Mm-hmm. It started out, and again, if you take the time, because all of it is still up, if you take the time and you go back far enough into, into the work that I've done, you'll see a lot more diversity, and then you will see it over time narrow, because yes, you're absolutely right. A lot of my intention mm-hmm. was to just celebrate like as purely as I could this is what black and brown looks like to me. This is what my immediate reality looks like. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't trying to do it to be like, yo, it doesn't have to be white, you know? Um, I've had people be like, straight up approach me and be like, so you don't photograph white people? And I'm like, no, that's, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, I just put a lot of emphasis on people who look like me because a lot of the stuff that I enjoy the most, a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff that I was raised on, doesn't look that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I feel like what you just said, like the second part of that is like, can be like an unintended consequence. Yeah. That it's like, oh, I see you do mostly this or almost all this. Mm-hmm. That, does that mean you don't do this? Yeah. And it's not, it's right. it's like, it's layers. It's not, it, for me, it was never like, I'm doing this despite white people. Right. Right. Or like, I don't, I don't care about white right. people. Like, and it's it's funny because like even if you were doing it to spite spite white people, that's mm-hmm. fine. And I would still think it was dope and cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just wanted to have a conversation with you about that because that's something that f- we all have our preferences. Yeah. And my preference is pride in who we are mm-hmm. without tying it to anybody else. Mm. You know what I mean? Because like, I feel like a person who says, celebrate your blackness. You know what I mean? Mm. We got to celebrate blackness, y'all, because we it kings comes and we queens. across a certain way. And let's yeah. remember that they pawns. Right. right. You, you just put on you the whole time. You need that last part of right. it. You know what I mean? Like, we can just love yeah. ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Because for, for centuries, when white people did it and didn't include us, they, were, they ain't give a damn about being like, and remember... <laughs> Right. At the end of the day, <laughs> I think even though some of them did do that, you know, that's another thing where it's like oversimplified. I think I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of fear attached to how to properly celebrate that blackness because mm-hmm. we're still in a lot of ways learning how to do that. Yeah. And a lot of times it becomes Definitely. like real, like Definitely. real factual. Definitely. You got your like, you know, you're just like you're highly educated, like, you know, black people that are super successful and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, you got your whole tech people on the corner. Mm hmm. You know, you got your, and you and you got your like really quiet, reserved, like super brilliant aunt or uncle who maybe owns a brownstone because they figured some things out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And they'll pull you into their living room and they got art up on the walls and everything. And they're like, "This is who you are. This is where you come from." Mm-hmm. Right. And there's like different levels to it. Like so. Like I think, appreciate you. Thank you. I think um, we're still learning years and years and years and years later, like how to approach it. You know, but it's it's funny, I think, that you brought it up. Like, You're so right about that, though. You're so right about that. It was like you made a a little light bulb go off in my head. Mm. You know what I mean? This little light bulb probably... That's funny. <laughs> because I think that's part of it. Like, when I said that it seemed like things changed, mm. I think that as black and brown people, there was like a shock to us of like, oh no, we got to make sure these people know. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you had to of, be really like loud about it. You right, had to be real professional. Right. That and feeling of being like in it. danger. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think that, um, and I and I think that that probably restarted the conversation of like, is people need to know. Mm-hmm. But 
I, I just wanted to have that little caveat to the conversation as we get into why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's the most interesting thing. And we talked about it a little bit on the phone. And you were saying, correct me if I'm wrong, that when you started it, it, it was just something. Now it's, it's more popular. It's, it's, it's not as rare. Yeah. When you started out, you was doing something that was just genuine to what you wanted to see, what you liked, as far as melanin skin tone goes. Uh, what I, yeah, was ahead, the thing that made you do that? What, what was the, this is what I want to do and why? Um, well, I mean, again, I mean, I, I kind of started, I kind of started saying it a second ago, right? But like, you know, um, I'm a big movies and television person, mm-hmm. video game, comic mm-hmm. books. Like, mm-hmm. I love, you know, fantasy. I love world building. You know what I'm saying? Lord of the Rings was dope to me because Lord of the Rings is dope. Mm-hmm. You know, um, me and the wife just not too long ago finished the Harry Potter marathon, and. I had never seen any of those movies before. I'm not trying to tell you what to do with your life. Nah, but I did finally watch them all. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I watched them. Went on HBO Max. Watched yeah. them all in a row. Yeah. My girl was very uh, proud of me. I feel like she was proud. I'm just saying, there's certain things you got to do for the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> feel free to laugh. Man. You know, you know what I mean. But um. As much as again, as much as I love all those things, and, and I think it's really key that you that you phrased it the way you did, mm-hmm. you know, like that there is an immediate association with whiteness in the context of celebrating or dealing with anything that that is promoting blackness, mm-hmm. right? Um, I was like, this is fire. I want more of it. I I just wanted to kind of look like me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And is, that was just like a, a natural for progression this. for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it started out. It started out as, I love people. I think people are dope. Let me photograph people. And then it was mm-hmm. like, I'm getting kind of good at this. Mm-hmm. You know what? I would love to see introduce yeah. more black people. You Thank know you. what? And then after, after so long, it became a lot more, well, you know, mm, black people, brown people in general, yes. But it started leaning more towards, I want to, celebrate woman in a more positive way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, not to say that there was anything, like, there, there, is a, there, is a, there is a lot of, like, stigma and, like, taboo surrounding, like, the progression of the female form, the, the progression of the feminine form, the progression of the woman form, also as it pertains to blackness. You mm-hmm. know, there's a hypersexualization that you can't get around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um... And it's like, why are you only hitting those notes when black women also look like this, mm-hmm. when dark skinned people also look like this? And mm-hmm. I, you know, I think at every point there was always something really intentional that I was trying to do, you know, but I never wanted to, I never wanted it to be super heavy handed, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it was always kind of like a, I'm glad that I was able to do this and I was able to do it well. Mm-hmm. And hopefully next time I'll outdo myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then as I was having that mindset, it was, but also more black. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, and it, again, it, it, it was never to like spite anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was yeah. just, 
I, I enjoy seeing it more. Right. And then the next thing I knew, I'm logging on to Instagram and I'm seeing so many other black and brown photographers right. do exactly what I'm doing at the level that I've been trying to get to for years. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so it's like now I can just kind of sit back and be like, I can just kind of go back to just being like an artist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I greatly appreciate you unpacking this, especially the way that you're doing it. Because I didn't know the way to answer the question to get this response. <laughs> but I didn't know the I, I had no idea like how do I ask this so that he'll say this? <laughs> and, and and you got us there, but like I, I appreciate it because as we were talking a little bit, I think we come from the same era mm. of like I was sitting in front of the TV every Saturday morning Mm -mm -mm. and it was Spider-Man you know what I mean had to watch Spider-Man SWAT cats all of that yeah I can't even remember the other things there's too many we would sit here because that was the most important thing to me I gotta sit there and watch Spider-Man and as a person who was so into because that was my thing when I was coming up it was Batman it was Spider-Man it was X-Men and none of them looked like me Mm. However, I, well, I was uh, sorry. Just like side note, I was always like interested in who was it? It was Two Face from the Batman animated because series. Because he looked black. He looked a little black. He looks. So he looked so black. black. It was him, and, and then he got the swag of a black dude. Y'all, he was so chill. He was yeah. so just like mm, with the thing going on with us, right? And then it was him, and then it was like when they did the Superman series not too long afterwards. Yeah, it was Blatino Lex Luthor. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. I would I would see him at the yeah. church banquet, like nah, doing sure. like some yeah some donation. For like, sure, they had him. this way of the, those characters were like really dark skin, but they stood out so much yeah. be, to us because we still hadn't really seen that right right regularly right. right. So it was like I remember when like Blank Man came out, Duh. you know what I mean, Meteor yeah. Man, yes, and it was like yo black superheroes get the fuck That's out a of thing. here, man. Like, and why is it a thing? Is this okay? Right, the, is this okay? Part I think. <laughs> Is what really kind of like messes with a lot of people because mm-hmm. it's like, why would you think that? Right. Like, why would it not be okay? Right. And that's what I think about now today because I, it never, when I was a kid, I didn't think about it that much because, like I said, I was hearing, in a sense, black superhero stories, but mm. I was hearing about real people. Yeah. I had black superheroes to look up to. To me, Malcolm X was a black superhero. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So it was kind of like when it came to the fantasy world, the fact that my skin color wasn't represented wasn't like harming me, mm-hmm. but that doesn't matter because I've I've come to understand that it harmed others and that we don't deserve that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we deserve Black Panthers, you know, in the sense of the comic book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we deserve that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. being able to see yourself in that fantastical way, if that's a word, mm-hmm. I think it's something nice about that. You There's know what I mean? Like, I don't nice even know what, what what to put my finger on as what it is. I, I feel like it's just like just the permission to 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 dream and to imagine. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. You know? something grand. Yeah, something like just extra, something majestical. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like you why should that not be permitted to you? Right. You know, I feel you on that 100%. Right. Yeah. So, I I that's what I appreciated about learning that you were just like, yeah, I love all this stuff and I don't have to stop loving it. I can still love Harry Potter and all these mm-hmm. other things. But when I do my thing, it's going to be my people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like now kids like us that are now grown people that are artists, 
that's what we're doing. Mm. And that's why there's more of it out there. When there was less of it when we were children, mm-hmm. now it's more of it because as we're coming into these spaces, it's like, yeah, we're going to make our black superheroes yeah. and our black princesses and our black kings and stuff like that. Like, we're going to show off that stuff. So you have just this extremely interesting way that you do it, though. Thank you. Like, every t- <laughs> are you intentionally releasing every Monday morning? That is a, that is a current goal, yes. That is a current goal. I am planning on dropping something else this Monday. Yes. So, when are you doing the actual shoots? Um, like, do you try to schedule them the same day so that you no, know that you can no. hit Monday? I I'm way too neurotic in my pre-production to let that happen. You know what I mean? Um, I like to spend a lot of time making sure that an idea is real solid. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I, I do mood boards. Um, I have a lot of conversations if I'm able to mm-hmm. with whoever it is I'm about to photograph and be like, wow. are we sure that this is how we want to, you know what I'm saying? And then I, I, I let the day be the day when we photograph. Mm-hmm. And then I take my time when we're done photographing. Um, so wow. I just try to do that as much as possible. Um, and that's for my personal projects and that's for stuff that people are asking me that hiring me to do you know what I mean like and a lot of time it just you know like I want to share everything immediately Mm -hmm. but I just I feel like if you've done enough you don't necessarily need to rush there's always something that you can be like there's old work that I've done that I'm looking at and I'm like I am now able to do what I was thinking about then so let me revisit this and Mm -hmm. share this but that's I think I, I compare myself and I'm just like, wow, okay. Hmm. That's why you release every Monday. That makes sense. I don't do every, anything yeah. on a schedule. Like, I'm like, I think I want to do this. I mean, some things have come close mm-hmm. to like the gun, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. like, in general, like, I, I, that New York mentality, I'm always rushing. So mm. the, the less that I'm able to rush these days, the more I'm really going to appreciate any of the work. I feel you, man. I, I feel like, for me, everything lives in my head. Mm. Everything. You got to get it out of there, and, man. Yeah. And It'll I've, drive you crazy. I have, I have made those attempts. Mm-hmm. It's just so unnatural, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, it's going to take you, more do you, practice. Do you, yeah, can you elaborate on that? Yeah, because I, like, I'm getting too old. <laughs> so like, I'm getting stuck in my ways. Okay. So like, if I don't continue, like, continue to practice writing things down, uh-huh. or like planning out my ideas like externally, yeah. Like, the other thing that's coming into play that never happened before is me forgetting things. Mm. So like, if I had an artistic idea, it never left my head. That's mm. the way it used to be. I used to write poetry mm. before, like, I started turning that poetry into music. Mm. And I could I could write a whole poem in my head and have that shit with me all day long. And I might even add to it to the point that it's this long ass poem. Right. And then by the time I got like home or something, if I was thinking about that at work or whatever, I could get home and write the whole thing out. Mm. Now, I've probably forgotten a hundred poems that I've thought about over the last hundred days. I get that. You don't you like you don't jot it down like incrementally. I've or is never. Like, the thing is, is it's like I never you? used. To, I never had to. So you don't feel like it's it's worth making a new habit. 
That's what I'm saying. Gotcha. It is. It's gotcha. like I have to. I have to create new habits because I see mm. that like, oh yeah, it's necessary now. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. some of the things that it's like it's like a it's like if you if you in the sports and you play sports, you know what I mean? And you get to that point where you like, oh, I don't jump as high. Mm. So now I gotta work as hard. I, I gotta work harder because now my game is below point. the rim. Right. Now it's gonna be all jump shots. And that's what I'm seeing. So it's like everything living in my head is not gonna work anymore. I'm I'm seeing it. Like I'm I'm staring down that <laughs> the fact that like, okay, I gotta do things differently. So I appreciate hearing that mm. because it's like, okay, because that's what I respect about artists in general, but that's something that I've it adds even more respect. Mm. For what I have about what the respect I have for your work, because you are like, you have me now. Like when I wake up on Monday, I'm like, all right, well he about to drop. <laughs> like I be feeling bad too when I'm late. I'm like nobody cares, but maybe there's one person who's like, I don't know when. But it I'm is like that nobody cares. Actually, put it out though. To yeah. be honest, I I'll just know that it'll be Monday. I do my very best to stick to like a schedule. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always work because Instagram and there's like eight hundred million thousand people. Mm-hmm. I know it's not a number you know what I'm saying like you know what I'm saying like but like I try to stick to a schedule um sometimes it doesn't work but yeah I just I feel like I don't know I, it's a, it's an accountability thing for myself yeah, yeah yeah and I appreciate it man like that's something that somebody probably needs to hear or will learn from because I just did so I know mm-hmm. someone else will it's 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 kind of important because I'm personally I'm that kind of like uh eccentric kind of person mm-hmm. where like I just do things how I do it and it's just like and I am really trying to give myself to that idea of like being more because even the way I do this, I'm like, okay, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. That's who I want to have. I'm a highlight them whenever they tell me they can do it. Is mm-hmm. when we'll do it. And I and I won't change that about this. But I, th- I think there's you know, merit in that though, and, yeah. and doing just doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. I think, and I and I empathize with you on that quite a bit because you know, it can get real draining. Just doing the same thing burnout. over and over again. You can burnout. get real burnt. Yeah. I'm, I have so many burnout stories. Yeah, I've, I've done, yeah, bro. Oh my goodness. Oh but at my goodness. At the same goodness. time, I think, and I, I remember saying this quite a bit um, around, I think actually around the tail end of 2020, um, I started getting addicted to completing things because the habit that yeah, I had before no, sure. was just doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Prolifically, which I like, I took a little bit for granted, but now I'm able to rely on it a little bit more, and I'm trying to keep like the prolific nature mm-hmm. active, but just finish it and not have it stay in my head mm-hmm. or not have it stay like in limbo. Wow. Wait, that no, way, thank you for putting that out there. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like at that point, like you, like I want to build my vault. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you look at Prince, mm-hmm. like, to bring because you brought up music a little while ago. You look at somebody like Prince. Mm-hmm. And think about all the stuff that he's done that you know that you ain't never going to hear. It's just in his vault. Mm-hmm. Like I want to build my vault as much as possible. Bro, I appreciate you. Saying you know what that, I mean? For real, that's 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 a dope thing to put out there because I can definitely relate to that yeah. as well. At one point, I was like, you know what? Anything I say, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just do. You got and you gotta have it. I made like, get like it done. this like this like vow to honesty. Yeah. That if I say it, I mean it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I haven't vowed to the time that I'm going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know what I mean? Like, that's that next step. Right. As as we've been talking about, but, bro, like, I appreciate that, and that's something that people need to hear. That's going to be another thing that's going to have to be on repeat. 
I mean, we don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe but we just, we're going to let it happen the way it happens. Yeah. I, look, anything anybody could could grab from this, I'm 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 happy. No, because people because happy look, to, man, happy to like, help. there's a lot of people out there who want to do something. Yeah. They have no idea how to start. Mm. And so far, you're my third conversationship, mm. right? And all three have been people where I'm like, you said you was going to do something and you went and did it. Or when I met you, you said you were doing something and I looked it up and you was actually doing it. Mm. That's rare. I was just talking to um, like a, a mentor of mine mm. is the way is the better way to put it because he's on a different level than me. So I can't say friend, but he's like a family friend and mentor of mine. And he'll be on this show probably the next episode or, 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 or soon. And he was talking to me about like how tired he's getting of like people who just don't do what they say they're going to do. Yeah. Especially black people and especially when it comes in a sense of doing it for each other mm. bro I'm gonna hook you up cause I know so and so but don't I got get the you up. Yeah. and you don't never hear from him I don't I don't like that either so I try not to do that and I, mm-hmm. I, I get it I don't think it's I don't think it's like fully damning mm-hmm. but I can definitely agree like it's just I think it's just a good morality to have yeah. You, you say you're going to do something, do it. It's, and it doesn't have to be like for the betterment of anybody or anything either. Right. Just like say that you're going to do the thing and then do it. Yeah, yeah, because it's really what you can get from it spiritually. Yeah. The act of, as you said, seeing those things on that to-do list mm-hmm. get checked off or get done. It feels good. Yeah, it becomes a habit. It becomes yeah. a new habit. And that's that's those good habits, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's... I'm I'm not the first person to ever say this, but you know, a bad habit and a good habit, they both exist, but mm-hmm. we kind of only talk about the bad ones. Mm-hmm. With that being said, though, I feel like this is a natural point to jump off into a part of the conversation that gets a little bit more personal. Okay. When we were talking about, you know, mental health when mm-hmm. it comes to this. So I know that within the struggle to be consistent, one of the things that can hold people back is like, the mental side of that, you know mm. what I mean? Because life happens and one day you might be depressed. Mm. One day you might be going through too much and you express to me that you have something that you fight through. What is that like trying to be a creator, but then also having <laughs> to, to, to work through your own mind? Mm. Mm. Well, so what you're referencing is that when we spoke previously, I did share with you that I, I do deal with anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful to say that it's not, or at least I don't consider it to be immense. I've definitely had like really intense, you know, moments, mm-hmm. but um, I, I want to make it plain that I do understand after having confronted my own anxiety and spoken with a number of other people who deal with it and at greater magnitudes than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that I could be in a lot more of a severe state. That doesn't change mm-hmm. the fact that, especially since I've become aware of my anxiety, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I have my own struggles. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, having gone to therapy made it clear, made it more clear for me lots of instances in my past mm-hmm. where I was like, yeah, no, nah, I was, I was basically just like, I like, I, I completely lost it. That was like a full out 
like anxiety attack at that point. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a name for it, right. you know? Right. And now, you know, halfway between having gone to therapy and frankly, just years of coping without knowing anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a means of maintaining it. Mm-hmm. But you're absolutely right. There are days when, you know, like I, I make my routines, I, I form my habits, sometimes slowly, sometimes quickly. And I make my routines in order to like, you know, kind of keep my my momentum up, my sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and there will come crashes and it, they won't be burnouts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There'll be days where I'm just like, mm. <laughs> I, I can't do anything today, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? And I think the new thing for me is not necessarily beating myself up about it. Mm-hmm. Um, giving myself grace is, you know, a phrase that I've heard used before and I, I appreciate having heard it. It does make a lot of sense to give yourself grace. I think, you know... Um, what does that mean? Well, it's like, well, you know what it means to beat yourself up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I didn't... Mm -hmm. why didn't stupid it's like Mm -hmm. relax like be nice to yourself you deal with other people being mean to you you know because they were having a bad day because they don't like you you know what I'm saying because you dress better than them you know whatever Mm -hmm. like why would you do that to yourself why would you not give yourself grace for something that maybe you literally had no control over or maybe you just had so many things on your plate that it literally became an oversight and you forgot something you don't allow yourself to be human why would you not? You know what I mean? Let me ask you something about this. Yeah. Obviously, there's no right or wrong answer. I just mm-hmm. wonder what your perspective Blue. is on this. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> like, okay. I hear sometimes the things, or I see sometimes the things that people post on Instagram. Mm. It's probably the only social media that I really use. Mm. And it'll all be about, when people post like that successful stuff and like these like motivational speakers and stuff, for me, that's, that, I mean, that shit really gets on my nerves, to be honest. Like, I have, like, a, I, I have like an actual, true, like, negative response to it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, spiritually, or, like, maybe my emotions in the moment. Mm. Because a lot of it is always, like, this successful people do this. And so-and-so built a billion-dollar business, and they did this. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I see so many people that kind of chase this, like, this... Your, your financial worth is like your self-worth. Mm. And I'm not a person that like promotes being broke. You know mm. what I mean? But I think broke is mental as well as it can be financial. So like, I feel like giving yourself grace, the devil's advocate is like, some people may say, oh man, you accepting not doing nothing today. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, what's wrong with you? You, you, you being lazy, this and this and this. Like, mm-hmm. how do you feel about those people who feel that way? I don't think that those are them? mutually exclusive thoughts. Mm. Um, I, I do agree that broke is a mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with motivational speakers, motivational accounts, you know, there is a bit of sensationalism in mm-hmm. it. And it's not to invalidate anything that's shared there. It's just as with most things, there's just like not a lot of context that goes with it. Yeah. Like, yes, it's true. Certain successful people have done X, Y, and Z and it's worked for them. Now, the context would be if you happen to be 
significantly like this person at base value, mm -hmm. then it should be fairly easy for you to just repeat these steps and that might benefit you in a similar way. Yeah. Right? But if you're not at all like this person at base value, it doesn't matter if you do the exact same things. Right. It's not going to work for you. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms of dealing with like those kind of like motivational, you know, go get yours, you know, no sleep. I'm always, you know, always be yeah, closing. That's like, what that I really energy. think about. You know, I think when it comes to giving yourself grace, it's accepting that you're not always going to make a sale. Mm -hmm. You're not always going to, you know, win the client. You're not always going to make the profit. And I you're not say, always going to like book the thing. You right. know what I'm saying? There's going to be red days. Right. You're also not anybody else. You're also not anybody else. You know, constant compare because I feel like that's what that opens it up, opens you. That's oh, yeah. what you comparison, open yourself up yeah. to in a sense. Comparison is the your constant joy. comparison yeah. to someone else's success and how they got there. I definitely had to tell myself very early on that the only person I want to compare myself to is myself. Right. And that I think, thankfully, has really kept me super sane for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's very easy to be like, well, so and so got. It's too easy to mm -hmm. do it. That, that'll slowly kill you. Yeah, man. You know? Like, if you're interested in being better, then compare yourself to yourself. Right. Exactly. You know what? I, f I feel like I unlocked a new level of happiness <laughs> when I was like, you know what, man? Like, <laughs> damn. <Achievement> unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I can't. Hey. But I feel like I, I unlocked a new level of happiness when I said to myself, man, like, look, man, like, be better. Be 1% better every day. And that's really all you need. Just from like who you are, like from mm -hmm. where you last started. You know what I mean? Like not try to be 100% better than this guy and that guy because I am who I am. And it started to make my focus more on like the little ways that I can get better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and then also understanding like, look, I'm different. I don't sleep well at night. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be times during the day I'm be tired and I'm going to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even going to beat myself up. I'm just going to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to reset and then I'm going to do whatever I got to do. You know what I mean? And like, I'm not going to hold myself to so-and-so's so schedule. You know what I mean? Where, oh, successful people don't sleep eight hours a day. Sure, I don't give a damn about that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? First and foremost. But like, you know, secondly, if you sleep for eight hours in a day, there is a whole lot of other hours left, and mm -hmm. it's about what you do with and that time that you're hours. awake. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it doesn't really, like, do what is best for you. Learn what's best for you. Do that and try to get the best out of yourself. Squeeze as much juice out as you yourself. can out yeah. of yourself. And then still give yourself, like, time to rest, like, right. properly so that you can do it again. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that you can, like, have, like, because, like, man, I feel like it's too many people out there, and I say this to people all the time who do things like what I do or have done in content creation that burn themselves out with this like every single day posting gotta be doing mm -hmm. something do that if that's for you if you built that way I'm not gonna tell somebody to stop right. but like if it's not for you figure out a way that you can be effective in your own way I think also it's very understated um, I think it's still very understated and I see, and I'm seeing it change more, but um, a lot of people don't approach any social media platform as 
what I personally view them all to be, which is a tool. Mm-hmm. Now, right. it doesn't, right. no, you know, sure. have to, again, mutually exclusive. Like, they, it doesn't have to only be a tool. Mm-hmm. But since Facebook inception, when you couldn't even get on the network unless you were enrolled in some university, mm-hmm. right? right. No, like, to me, when I heard about it, the concept, I was like, oh, that sounds like a dope concept. It's a tool, right? Mm-hmm. And if you want to achieve such and such and such and such, and you're able to do that, on that avenue, then that's a good tool to use. Right. You know, when I look at my Instagram account, like, you know, like the posting everything, everyday thing does make sense. Right. But even then, it's only like for seasons. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, somebody, some account that posts every single day might need to take like a brief hiatus Mm -hmm. or might need to announce it, Mm -hmm. you know, or might need to alter their schedule to like attenuate their frequency of posting. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, the way I look at it, like, it's, it's a tool, right? And that's, like, another, like, the same way that you, the same way that you just said, like, you learn how to, like, squeeze the best out of yourself. I feel like it's still a lot of, there's still a lot of confusion around what Instagram, TikTok, Twitter are even actually for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, I think it's cool that a lot of people can, like, live vicariously through that. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, and I'm not, this is not me speaking like some expert, some guru or anything like that. Nah, but I understand what you're saying. I just feel like, you know, um, and just to tie it back to like, you know, your sanity, like if you're living like past the vicarious point, like if you're living like exclusively through that, mm-hmm. like I can understand like how that'll kind of like maybe put a, a, a damper on how well you're operating from day to day, mm-hmm. you know, how, like, you know, how sane that you can be, but um, it's everything is going to be different for everybody else. So like, right. yeah, 100%, like you don't have to post the same way that so-and-so is posting right. if your goals are different. Right. And I, and, I, and I really only brought this up to say that it's fine, obviously, for yeah. someone to learn something from a motivational speaker's account mm-hmm. or for someone to live by it. That's really dependent on you. Mm. I think that what bothers me from a standpoint of like the mental health side of things, Mm. which I've really started to morph that into like a spiritual conversation. To me, it's about the spirit. That's Mm. how I feel about that. Mm -hmm. With that being said, it's like that person does not know you, though. Mm. And you're going to have to gain at some point an understanding for your mental health when it comes to the 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 journey that you're on of trying to be successful, whatever it may be, that you are a person. You're going to deal with emotions. You're, you're going to be human. It, right. And that to speak to the pursuit of finance and to remove from it the human mm-hmm. is like something that you, you have to think about, is that right for me? And if it's not, what I tend to believe strongly is that if you pursue doing what is best for you, it can still work out great mm. because that's where new ideas come from. Somebody being like, man, like, like what you wanted to do. Mm. It doesn't matter if other people are doing this. It doesn't matter whatever it is. This is what I want to do. And when you do things like that, you'll often see that there may be thousands, if not millions of other people that agree. Mm. And as if you live in the right place in the world, <laughs> <laughs> that can make you successful financially on its own. Context. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like 
that for me was a big thing. Because when I first started messing around with music, mm. I kept saying to people like, yeah, but, you know, I think I want to be more like this. Or I want to be more like that. And somebody said to me, bro, if you like it, just do it. Just do it. Other people out there are going to like it. There's mm-hmm. people out there like you that Looking are going to like what it. Looking for what you're... Yeah, yeah. bro, I feel like I've lived by that since hearing it. That, mm-hmm. like, if I like it, it's probably other people... Like, you're... I'm happy We're for all you. unique, unique. Yeah. But you're not so damn unique <laughs> that you're the only one with... You know what I mean? You might just be the first person to do it. Mm-hmm. And gain followers or supporters through And that. even still, there, there's only, like, you that can do it the way that you'll do right, it. Right, exactly. Even because still. Right, right. Because other people can have a similar, but mm-hmm. nobody can have your exact mm-hmm. idea except for our fanhood, a story for another day, where someone had my exact idea. <laughs> it, it exists. I had the sports app idea called I Fanhood. And I looked it up to see if I could like try to take the name mm-hmm. and like CBS Sports bought a company named iFanhood doing the exact thing I wanted to do. Other than that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like that shit hurt my feelings. Anyway, I wanted to bring this up because um, this is a really important conversation. When you, you brought it up, you brought up looking back in the past and seeing all the things that for me, because I deal with it as well, mm. but I didn't want to say it because I wanted to give you the opportunity mm. to say, hey, this is what I've, I've dealt with. When I was in that space, when I was looking back in the past and everything like that, I started to be like, oh, damn, that time I threw the ball over the gate and, mm. and left the court angry. And I was looking crazy like, oh, damn, like that was probably... Mm. An outburst mm. Or that time That my heart was beating mad fast And I was like more, So nervous And I didn't understand why That was probably a situation mm-hmm. How have you You said that you found a way to manage If you don't mind What has been your process Of managing those kind of things um, There are two I guess Main bullet points for me um, you know, and if they don't work, then I have to rely on the rest of the. But no, all jokes aside, like mm-hmm. um, breathing is really key mm. because um, I'm asthmatic to boot, mm. um, so it's a little extra easy for me to like forget to breathe efficiently. Mm. And if I'm having a moment where I'm feeling more anxious, um, and I maybe haven't recognized it yet my body will start to take more and more shallow breaths. When I realize you I'm getting your to... your body, so you're saying that would just happen? Yeah, like, because like, sometimes, like, you know, because, well, I'll be transparent enough to say that I haven't identified all of my triggers, okay. for example, right? I'm, I'm getting a lot better at it, you know? But there will be moments when I'll start thinking about something, or I'll, rather, I'll be observing something, or I'll start thinking about something, and that'll have me in a place of, hmm... And then my breath starts getting more and more shallow and I'm not, and I have to take note of that. And sometimes purely by, okay, and hit exhale. And it's like, I think when you initially hear that without context, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I've heard somebody say that before, like, you know, breathe in, breathe out. Like I'm breathing, like you might not be breathing, you know? So for me, that's been something that's been very crucial. I've, I've actually been breathing a lot better lately mm-hmm. overall because I've been calling so much more attention to it. And then the other thing that's been very helpful for me is 
going back to the point of giving yourself grace, it's um, a little bit of self-acceptance. I can get very overwhelmed very easily, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. That's just Mm -hmm. how I am. You're overwhelmed right now. Do you need to be? Maybe. Okay, give yourself a little bit more time. No, not anymore. Okay, cool. Come away from that. You know, and like having that conversation with yourself or me having that conversation with myself, um, like literally accepting myself for how I am made, how I am, how I've developed, who I am. um, Those two things in tandem have really been probably the biggest, you know. Damn. You said something really important, too. You take note of it. Yeah. I'm overwhelmed right now. Why am I? And sometimes I don't have an immediate answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I do, obviously, I'm able to recover more quickly. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I really have my wife to thank for all of it because she was, you know, my wife is my best friend. We, and I'm not saying that to be mushy, you know, <laughs> but like, you know, you good? You need tissue? <laughs> but like, I might. But like, my wife is my best friend. Like, we've known each other for years. You know, like, she knows me extremely well and she's seen she's seen like the really not so great sides of me mm-hmm. over the years and she's seen some of the absolute best of me and I'm grateful for her mm-hmm. and before we got married she was like my man I love you a lot I can't be a therapist you need therapy mm-hmm. and in a very non-judgmental I really love you and I want you to win mm-hmm. kind of way yeah and that alone really had me like, okay, well, let me get my life together mm-hmm. kind of a situation because I like to win. You know what I mean? And if it's something that'll make us both happy, not to do it for her, but if it's something that for me, I know I will also benefit, mm-hmm. I would be dumb to not try it at the very least. And ever since starting on that journey, it's been like, you know, Eh, okay, I, I got a I got a much better idea of how to drive this ship mm-hmm. now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas before it was like, yeah, here's the gas, here's the brake. Like you know, now it's like there's the windshield wiper button because it was like mad hard to see for a second, and I and I thought I was losing my mind, but my window was just dirty. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's it's getting easier, and I'm grateful for that. Bro, we're gonna come back around to the therapy <laughs> thing. We're gonna come back around to the therapy thing. I want to speak on being the watcher, which is the way that I heard it. Okay. Or read it. Okay. When I read Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Okay. Could be saying that the wrong way. I went to school for video production. Mm. Guy I was going to class with threw me that book. Can't remember what made him be like, you should read this book. But little did he know, I had just been diagnosed with anxiety disorder. Mm. I just know it wasn't about that. And he gave me that book. And um, when I got diagnosed, the doctor said, yeah, yeah, you, this is what you got. Mm-hmm. Because I was having these panic attacks. So mm-hmm. they hooked me up to an EKG machine. It's like, yeah, you, you know, your heart is strong. I thought I was having little mini heart attacks and mm-hmm. stuff because I had thoughts of when my grandmother went through that and you know, she found out that she had been having heart attacks like throughout her her, her life. Mm, that's they were just small and she didn't even know about it. And I was like, damn, like that's my grandmother. So how I know it wasn't happening to me? Like, why the fuck my heart keep fluttering yeah. like this? 
And I went and did that, and it was like, your heart is fine, but it was like, look, I mean, everything that you describe are panic attacks. Mm -hmm. And started talking to me about other things. He's like, yeah, you you dealing with anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like, heavy, hard. Mm -hmm. Like, he's like, I'm going to subscribe to Xanax, and that's going to be your routine. And this is your life now. Probably for the rest of your life. Right. And I was like... Nah, I'm not fitting to, <laughs> I'm not fitting to take these drugs my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I remember I took I'm you know, I can say this on camera. I took one Xanax uh, or whatever the dose was supposed to be, because I wanted to see how it would feel. Right. I wanted to see, like, all right, do I really have a problem? Like, is this gonna make me feel different? I took that Xanax and I was like, Oh, okay. So this is what the doctor is saying my mind is supposed to be like mm-hmm. because for the first time in my life I wasn't thinking about anything I know that has to be trippy which was yeah. it was insane yeah I had to think about the fact that I wasn't thinking about nothing yeah yeah and I was like okay this is what they're trying to say a normal person is like and I was like I don't even like this yeah I I also have very many tabs open in my mental browser every single day. Oh, bro, day. that's a that's an ill way to put that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like that's they, oh, and they yeah, don't like, really close. Exactly, like a hundred tabs open. Yeah, might close a few here and there. Yeah, you know, and that's, if it gets done, and that's tied to like the memory thing. Yeah, like my memory has always been so good because mm-hmm. I've always been used to I'm juggling a lot of shit at once and I right. won't forget anything right. because I don't forget nothing right. unless I want to. You know what I mean? Like I, I told my girl when I first met her. I got the most selective memory that you'll you'll never meet a person who got a memory like mine. Where it's like I'm sharp as a tack. Mm-hmm. If I want to know it, mm-hmm. if I don't want to know it, I get rid of it. Now you need a firmware update. Oh my god, we already talked about that. <laughs> With that being said, like I was like, bro, I'm not taking this medicine. So I sold the rest of the bottle to a, to a white friend of mine who loved drugs. Ah. With that being said, though. From that moment on, I was like, yeah, I'm not taking it, but I had no plan. And I got mm. handed that book. And the power, of Eck- the power of Now by Eckhart Tolle talked about being the watcher over yourself mm. to understand you, your emotions. And when you start to feel them, ask yourself, first, you understand them so that you know what the emotion is. Mm. Secondly, okay, what, what's, what's going on here and why? Yeah. That was like my therapy, reading that book. Never read it. Since that first time, but I feel but it, like I remember a lot every page. Yeah, because it even talked about like forms of med- meditation and things of that nature. That like in a in a slight way I use today mm. with like breathing. You know what I mean. Sometimes just I'll I'll just like need to just be in a space by myself, mm-hmm. or at least feel like I'm by myself. And like when I first meditated, the way that that book tells you to meditate, mm-hmm. I felt like I was levitating. Real that's, talk. That's trippy. Like legit felt like I was levitating off the bed. So it was funny because, and I spoke to you about this, every time I thought that I had my shit figured out though, life would be like, hmm, yeah. this guy think he got it. <laughs> let me let me just let throw me, something at him real, something quick in real quick and see how he respond. Let's see if you really, it's like how Christians talk about being saved. You know what I mean? Like you're mm. going to be tested. Constantly. Once you start to decide that you're going down this path of righteousness. And you have to be okay with that. And the funny thing is, you are always being tested. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's about my window was maybe dirty and now I'm seeing it from a totally Mm -hmm. different perspective. Mm -hmm. Where you are now holding yourself 
to a different response to what is probably the same kind of things. You know what I'm saying? So for anybody out there dealing with mental health, I wanted to speak on that because that is one thing that you said that I think is kind of one of those first step kind of things, mm-hmm. at least from my experience. Understand your emotion. It's it's not it's not easy. Not and at that's all. fine. It's so hard. It's it's not easy and that's totally fine. I think getting to the point of acknowledgement in itself is mm-hmm. big. Um something that I made sure I shared with my wife mm-hmm. very early on. I was like, if you if you're upset, be upset. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself to be in that state of upset oh for God, a minute. Bro. You know what I'm saying? I don't and then, know. She's probably not listening, my girl over there. But <laughs> <laughs> we just had this. Con- we have it all the time. But something yeah. just happened where we had that conversation. Yeah. It's, but it's a, it's important to like allow that emotion to be there fully. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Hell I think yeah. that in itself can really, and at least in my experience, because I don't want to speak, yeah, and I want to speak. I don't want to speak in a way where like you know I'm I'm an authority on how all things should be. Right. Every, Context is key. Like everybody deals with something slightly different mm-hmm. for for a myriad of different reasons, mm-hmm. you know. But in my experience, I have found the more that I allow myself to experience like the full range of emotion, the the easier it becomes for me to acknowledge whatever state I might be right. in, you know, even if it's something that's new, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean, the new things are always like the most scary because you don't know what it you don't know what to expect. Yeah. Right. But um, I I appreciate the empathy mm-hmm. that you're sharing with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm happy that you're able to be today where you are, because I know that there were past versions like of yourself. Better. But still, I mean, that's something, though. Right. That's something, though. I mean, for me personally, it's like even. Four years ago, mm-hmm. thinking about how I dealt with the situation mm-hmm. and me being like, it really wasn't that serious. Like, why was I losing my mind? Yeah. And this is all oh, because I'm literally wired this way. Yeah. And I'm being and, and, and I'm being modest really to take a, a page out of your book of what you just said about like, you know, you don't want to sound like the authority. Yeah. I don't want to sound like I have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. I, but I but I will say, if I'm being honest, that like I'm, I'm night and day in my own mind. Mm. I don't know how other people may perceive me. But I know that in my own mind, I'm night and day. And I talked to this on the phone because one of the first things that I did with that information mm-hmm. about watching myself was like, oh, I'm upset right now. Push it down. You're not mm-hmm. upset. You don't need to be upset. But it's okay nah, if you are, though. I feel that. Yeah. Like, damn. And right, then that way you can right fully now. let it go. Right. And Otherwise, then, you're going to be angry for like how long? You're going to be exactly, upset for how long? Exactly. And then sometimes it'll also allow you to express it because mm-hmm. to the right person you can just be like look you done you done got me somewhere I need to be yeah. I'm gonna hop off this phone or I'm gonna I'm lead this situation they may or may not accept you doing it verbally like that but mm-hmm. at least for your own sanity you've done it the way that's right for you because if you decide you want to come back then you're in a much better right, mental exactly. space to do and that and if you've ever spazzed on that person before that's why I say I don't know how other people feel because mm-hmm. I know that I'm in a space right now where I'm so honest about how I feel that to some people it might be the same as when I used to spaz out mm. but I know I'm not spazzing mm-hmm. I know that they could not put on me that I because I'm not yelling I'm not raising my voice I'm not being mean I'm just like bro this is how I feel mm-hmm. flat out you know what I mean like we can talk about how you feel versus how I feel all you want but like that's dope you know what I mean like that's dope I'm happy just, for you bro like but to get here took peeling back another layer 
when I thought, and I told you this on the phone, when I thought that I was okay mm-hmm. and I had really figured it out, one of the one of the spats that I kept having, honestly, is with like my homeboys mm-hmm. because I kept feeling like they needed to address my anxiety mm-hmm. in a sense. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like y'all need to deal with me a certain way. Mm-hmm. I got in that kind of space where I wasn't saying that openly. But what I was doing was whenever somebody came at me in a way that I ain't like, I would just start spazzing out. Mm. And I felt so okay with that. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm going to keep spazzing <laughs> and niggas going to understand. <laughs> it's a certain way that you talk to me. And if you don't talk to me that way, that's just what it's going to be. And then I had to realize like, bro, like you got to stop doing that. Especially you got to stop doing it through text. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like. So it's like hilarious to me, like how disrespectful that can come across. Yeah, and that's that's my favorite way to spaz though. Yeah, later for you. <laughs> right, like what you mean? Like <laughs> my Twitter fingers, even though it's not actual Twitter, but like, mm. bro, like I will be calm and chill in person, but it's like that phone will allow me to say some shit that mm. I don't feel as comfortable saying out loud. Although anybody knows me knows I'm a direct, mm-hmm. but I don't really like yell, curse stuff like that at people. The phone allowed me to be like, motherfucking this and this and this. Right. And I had to realize, bro, like, you're wrong for that. Like, stop thinking that you're right and then standing behind this issue. Like, Do you mind me asking if that was, like, a really specific, like, moment for you when you came to that realization? Like, was that, like, yeah, something that yeah. was, like, big? Like, yeah, it was, it was very specific because it got to the point that I, st- I had to look at it how other people was looking at it. I had to force myself... To be like, okay, within reason, would other people right now be able to say that Kevin is crazy? Mm. And I started thinking about it and I was just like, even if I think that there's a justification for my actions, what reasonable information or things have I've done have I given people to, may have given people the right to be like, you are really tripping. No Mm. matter what you're going through, you're tripping. And when I started to think about that, I started to say to myself, yeah, like, let's say that I'm, sympathy is what I'm looking for. Even mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it that way, but let's just say that's what I'm looking for. I would say I was looking for respect. Yeah, I mean, it sounded like a lot to me. Like mm-hmm. you were like, it was, a, it, was a, it was something about your anxiety that wasn't necessarily tied to you, the respect that you wanted. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I had to realize, like, Okay, that shit is earned, not given. Mm. So let me not be within myself thinking that I'm righteous, but as far as what I'm putting out is like damnation. Mm. And when I started to make that switch, I feel like my relationships with people in general are now better. And it's funny because I met my girl after kind of making that switch, Mm. and I feel like she wouldn't have known that I was moving a different way before then. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to say to her, Kind of like, yeah, I deal with this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where other people, where before then you would have met me and kind of immediately like, he's kind of off. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's not that I was hiding anything. It was that I got to a new level of understanding myself. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I don't have to make that the first thing that people know and understand about me. Because in a sense, what I was kind of doing is being like, excuse everything that I say or do because this is why I do it. Mm-hmm. I got to a point of being like, that's not acceptable. As like you know a, what I mean? As an excuse. Right. Yeah. So it, w- it was like a, 
this is what you are. I've accepted that. And I feel like I'm, I'm, I figured it all out. And all that I need now is for people to know that I figured myself out. You don't have your shit figured out. So I'm good. The problem is that you tripping. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I had to like rethink that. Like, nah, bro, like that's not how people are gonna feel about the way mm. that you acting. Mm. You know what I mean? It's it, it it's like and, and I and I use this uh analogy again, it's like a person that's been saved, kind of like when they first get saved, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it's wrong, don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to make any kind of like uh um uh, uh judgment of of, of of religious people. When they first get saved and this is like, yeah, you need to be saved. You need to go to church with mm-hmm, me. Jesus mm-hmm. this, Jesus that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you still drinking? Mm-hmm. You're going to go to hell. Yeah. I feel like that was my deliverance at first. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody else was going to hell and I had found heaven. Mm-hmm. And then I had to realize that's not what that is, bro. Like that's not what heaven is. So I feel like I've been talking for a while and I don't like to talk. I didn't want to interrupt you. Like, oh, this is, you got to a place like, I was enjoying it, man. Like you don't got to feel like this is your show. What? You're the boss. I'm the guest. But I like other people to talk more than I do. So with that being said, though, that 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 is my ex. Uh, that is how I would would explain mm. where I am today, and I and I like having this conversation because I feel like anything that I can share can be helpful. It's also again, if it helps you, you know, feel a little bit better. It's not a conversation that you see a lot of men having at all right and it's not a lot of it's not a conversation you see a lot of black men having right so like you know anytime that you feel like like any any bit of clarity that you have i think hopefully you can always hope it'll be helpful to somebody mm-hmm. you know like yeah i don't ever want to assume i always i always hope if it happens it's a it's a bonus i'm not doing it for the sake of oh, right. let me try and better your life right you know it's just I always hope that right because it's, it's kind of like if you do that it is like I have all the answers yeah. my favorite term is the all the wise all. man knows he knows nothing that is my favorite term mm. because it's very true staying in the place of like I haven't figured it out right and life just keeps teaching me that that every time I think I figured it out life is like nah bro like right. I got something else to show you right to keep you from getting that ego that right. you want to have about things so, but I say that all to say that that was my therapy. I've never, I tried therapy one time. Mm-hmm. I decided not to go back, but that was just my experience. Right, right. And that's fine. So that's the other end that I wanted to talk about because I, I, I just kind of went through my journey mm-hmm. and I, and I decided no therapists, no drugs. Mm. And luckily I didn't ruin every relationship in my life. <laughs> luckily I made it through that. That means that like those homeboys I was talking about. They really rode with me through a period. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And family rode with me. You went to therapy. You're going to therapy? Um, I've been Currently? discharged. I've okay. been discharged. What was what was that? What was that experience for you? Am I asking too deep of a question? I don't think it's too deep. I just uh, I take a lot more time to think about things right now. Because mm-hmm. I always want to it. Communication is always something that's been really important to me mm-hmm. because I've been, I realized actually a few days ago, I've always been an extremely expressive person, mm-hmm. but I didn't always have the words for everything. So Bro, I damn, just, I, oh my God. you know, I, I take the time to think about how I want to phrase something now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not too deep of a question. It was a space for me to be expressive. Yeah. Frankly. Um, and, I'm still alarmed at how much clarity I was able to find in that. That's what's up. Because 
I mean, some. I, I think there's a little bit. Of, I think there's a little bit of taboo around the word around the word crazy, but I'm going to keep using it because I think it's the, the kind I of like use it. the perfect word to use right now. I use it, bro. Like, like it was a good time for me to go. Okay, so I'm not crazy mm-hmm. for having gone through X, Y, and Z and thought to myself such and such. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, um, therapy for me mostly was a safe space for me to express and subsequently like really like release my thoughts to open up fully my tabs basically mm-hmm. the tabs that I have open mm-hmm. to open them up fully really kind of like just look at the whole page take the whole page in and be able to kind of like close it or at least bookmark it so I can temporarily close it you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I mean I'm using these like you know like this jokey like browser no, analogy bro, like, it's one of the best analogies I'm happy to help like I've ever heard like like it's you can have the capacity to have all those tabs open you can have you can be wired that way and that can be great you can use it as an asset you saying you got like super selective memory mm-hmm. and to a high degree same thing for me right, right. um but it doesn't mean anything if you just open it more and more and more and more tabs. Because after a while, it's you got a phone book of tabs. You know what I mean? And for me, going to therapy was like, okay, let me actually read some of these. You know? And that, I think, um, just the word enlightenment, it was a lot of that. It was a lot of, okay, I wasn't bugging, or I was. Mm-hmm. Um and these are the reasons why. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, it was a, it was a little affirm. It was like it was a little affirmation for me. You good? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> it was a little bit of affirmation for me because um, I tend to lead my life a little bit more optimistically, um, and it was something that allowed me to feel a little less guilty about it because you know as I'm certain you're very well aware we don't necessarily live in an optimistic kind of world Mm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Um, and this was a space for me to go these things happened they were not okay I've done these things they were not okay I've made it this far that's wonderful I can improve the ground that I've yet to cover by adjusting my, you know, my train of thought in these ways. And then on top of all of that, it was a time for me to, again, accept, like, you can do all of those things and still have, like, a positive outlook on life and not have to be, you know, not basically allow yourself to be ridiculed. I've been told, like, I'm too nice. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's such a thing in this world as too nice that you can Mm -hmm. be to a person. Mm -hmm. I definitely understand how it can be weird to people. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've come to accept that. Like, you know, like I'm just a genuine, I'm just a default nice person. And I, I've, I get how weird that could, why are you, why are you being like this? You trying to kidnap me? And I'm like, no, I'm like, not at all. I just feel like you should, why shouldn't I be nice to you? Yeah. You know? Um, I just had that conversation with, the, with my mentor yesterday. Too. It was, that was part of the whole conversation. It was just really validating for me. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing I can say. Um, and sometimes, I think sometimes people need that mm-hmm. because it's very easy to be, it's very, it's not easy to be alone in this world, but it's very easy to get 
lonely, right? And prior to therapy, I was ironically in a slightly lonely place mm-hmm. because of how I was allowing my anxiety to lead my life. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas like I'm fine being alone, you know, but being in that like slightly dark place and then just not knowing where my mood is going to go one way or the other, not knowing how energetic or how tired I'm going to be, you know, not knowing like literally what my physical health is going to be like because of my anxiety. Um, that's very lonely, you know? Yeah. And going to therapy allowed me to get to a place where I could fully appreciate accepting myself, being alone with myself Mm -hmm. again, you know? Um, and that was wonderful. I don't mean to paint it in such like a rosy picture kind of a way, but it was what I needed at the time that I really needed it. That's what's up, bro. Like, for real, like, you know, you painting it how it was yeah. for you, which is dope. Man, you opened up a new frontier right there. <laughs> for, I think, personally, my next frontier is the physical side of the health. Mm. You know what I mean? Not allowing to feel like I'm mentally in a good place. Yeah. But where I put everything that I haven't figured out is right into my stomach. Got you. But th- so that's interesting. You you just made me think about some shit right there. All right, that's nice, bro. So I want to ask you this. It's probably not even an important question. It's mostly probably even a silly question, but I still want to ask you. Generally, cuz we don't have all the answers for all the people who aren't here that we don't know. Hmm. Do you recommend therapy? Generally, yes. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm a, I could say this word to like to no end. Context, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying go to therapy like for the culture, right? I'm saying if you need therapy, you should go to therapy. I'm not saying that you should do it for brownie points, and I'm not saying it to. How do you know if you need therapy? From what would be your way of putting it? For, well the reasons are going to be different for everyone. Right, true, true, true. For me specifically, I like to think that I have really good command over my life. Mm-hmm. And at the point in which I don't and I need help and I can't necessarily get it from just anybody, it might be time to look for a therapist. And every therapist isn't for you and that's okay too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's worth shopping around for a therapist the same way you would shop around for a photographer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I think that the reasons could be wildly different from me to you even, mm-hmm. you know? I don't think um, it makes sense to just go to therapy like just cause. Yeah, my therapist- It has to be super intentional. My therapist- And that's fine. Me. Like sometimes you might have to talk to like six people. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you might like, have to talk yeah, to like, like six people. you might need to interview people right. and see what they up to, what they- Because my therapist was looking at me like I was crazy the whole time. Well- and I was saying, he was like, oh, hmm. So, <laughs> oh, like, yeah, what? like, it's, it, it has to be, it has to be, I think it has to be something that you have to be 100%, like, on board with. Mm-hmm. You can't, like, do it, like, on a whim. Yeah. You know? And I, I, I try to, I personally try to approach as much as I can about life that way. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to be about something, I'm trying to be about something. So, yeah, man, this was, this was as fun as I thought it was going to be <laughs> for me. I hope Thank you, you for having me over. Well. And uh, go ahead and wrap it up, man, because that was this was great. <laughs> and I hope somebody got got something out of it. If you're a photographer, if you're uh, uh, dealing with anything up here, 
I feel like it was a lot. It was a lot. So that was great, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, brother. <laughs> Appreciate it.